Hey guys, and welcome to the After Church Podcast, where we take what we heard on Sunday and apply it to our lives on Monday. Today I'm going to be joined by Kurt Petersheim, a pastor at uh, our East Campus, and going to be joined by Gary Thompson, the campus pastor at our South Campus. Today we're going to be finishing up the series on Colossians, looking at chapter 4. Uh, we're going to be talking about the opportunities we have in prayer, in our witness, in our community, and in the way we suffer. It's going to get real, so let's jump in the podcast. Welcome to the After Church Podcast, where we uh, take what we heard on Sunday and apply it to our lives on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and every other day that ends in Y. So glad you guys are here with us today. <laughs> we are landing the plane on our Colossians series today. Uh, we're excited to kind of jump into some stuff here, but I first want to introduce introduced our guests <laughs> just, just, that are with us today. That's, we're not even on the hard names We're not yet, even to that, no, but, uh, and so this is uh, Curtis Petersheimist <laughs> from the East Campus, and uh, hey, I don't know what I got, Gary. Gary uh, Thompson. I will say this, Trey is what a real pastor looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a Board of Education fancy schmancy thing I had to dress up for today. Um, man, look, I hope, have you guys enjoyed the, the going through this together? I've enjoyed the yeah. conversations in yeah. here, and I hope yeah. you've been... Yeah, I hope that, I think this is going to be up for a while, that you'll go back and listen to these. Uh, and if you miss some, I, I, I just think it, we've gotten such good feedback from the people who have listened to them and we've enjoyed doing it. We've learned from each other. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool for me not doing it last week to just listen to you and Steph do it. And it was mm. fantastic. It was so good. And um, I told both of y'all that it just, mm -hmm. so that was, it was cool to be on that side of it and, and really hear it third party. So just mm -hmm. really good stuff. And, yeah. and just doing the conversations. It's fun. So. Yeah. And and I just commendations again, I know I've already told you, but to like the, sensitivity in which y'all handled a very difficult topic last week mm -hmm. uh, about submission and all, all different areas um, uh, in the, I was going to say a hierarchy, but we, we were careful not to call it a hierarchy, right. um, but in the family unit right. uh, and in all the different things that that entailed. Um, that was a difficult, well, thank you. difficult message, yeah. uh, but also a weird, a tough conversation to have sometimes too. Mm -hmm. uh, and Stephanie gave a great perspective. So mm -hmm. um, if you haven't seen that one, definitely go back and check that out from, from last week. Uh, because it does kind of play into then what happens next uh, this week in chapter four, and we pick up on verse two rather than verse one, a mm -hmm. weird a weird chapter break. Weirdest <laughs> chapter break in the Bible. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wasn't there originally, so, so if, funny uh, to me. If, uh, if, if the letter was was with... Uh, Someone decided on this for <laughs> some reason. Yeah. Somewhere, what are, I mean, chapter four is going to start or something? with masters. 1500s, they added, <laughs> yeah. numbers, added the chapter breaks yeah. and numbers. Yeah, that was a weird one. Um, but anyway, as we're jumping in today... Because, um, and I'll, I'll start off with a confession. Before we even get to the hard discussion questions, I want to I give a confession. When I get to sections in the Bible where there's lots of names, mm -hmm. I tend to want to just skip over it. Right. Out. You know what I mean? And I know like the whole begat, somebody begat, and that's a little, well, we shouldn't skip that either. It's right. holy writ. So we should probably <laughs> dig, for a reason. dig into it and learn but more it's about hard it. hard at the same time. Yeah, but these were, you know, they're just words that are hard to, some of them are right. hard to say, and then it's like, it just feels so personal. It's yeah. like Paul talking to somebody, and just, these are his buddies, and so he's telling them some stuff, and like, I'm kind of reading, like, that's not, that's not for me. Uh, but I think we're going to have a lot to talk about yeah. when we do get there today, so. Well, just this week, we are talking about, um, kind of, uh, Paul uses a phrase in here that take advantage, or, or, or uh, don't miss any opportunity, take right. advantage of every opportunity, what is that, 4-9? 
four five. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Where he says, "Make the most of the most of my version says here, making the most of the time that right. you have." Um, often translated, "Make the." make the most of every opportunity, every opportunity you have. Yeah. And he's particularly talking about with outsiders, right? Sure. With, with people who aren't in the faith. Um, and so that's kind of where we're leaning in this week, uh, making the most of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you guys flesh it out a little bit differently. Uh, you're saying taking advantage of the opportunities. You want to give your three points right quick. There were uh, With prayer, uh, with the way you live and being on mission, you know, I, I, I took off that, that same thought about opportunities that, man, so many times we just think opportunities are for us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Paul writes, man, there's opportunities for the kingdom. There's opportunities yeah. in the way you pray, the way you live, and what you do that uh, you can make an eternal impact in your life. And I think so many times we just forget it. We get busy. We just don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. And and you were saying um, what you're describing is the church. Right. Uh, that has that takes those opportunities yeah. individually and corporately. Right. And so you kind of lean in there going like just that the church— to be the church, what makes the church the church? Yeah, or, yeah. As I, as I see Paul writing that at the end, is just that that kind of jumped out at me. I feel like he was just kind of going, "Man, this is this is who we are. These things." And I don't think this is all that we are, but right. in this chapter, here are the things that we are with prayer, with mm-hmm. witnessing, um, with our community. Because even just that middle section where he's mm-hmm. naming all these names, he's mm-hmm. talking about these people. Right. Like these are friends, and some are slaves, and some are doctors, and some are Gentiles, and some are Jews. And there's a lady, and there's like there's all these different people from different places mm-hmm. and different backgrounds. So cool. And then. And then the way, even the way he ends it with his chains, you, you know, just thinking about, mm. I think suffering is part of that for us and right. how we do that in the Lord. So, yeah, I, I, it's easy to skip over those things, but it's such a cool, I think there's so many good lessons even to learn in that little, this this little final section of Paul just sort of closing the letter out, mm-hmm. but still in, in classic Paul fashion, just having so much content, even in the simplest yeah. little passages. It, like, like in my Bible, this is, this whole book is four, four pages. Total, maybe three and a right. half. <laughs> you know, so it feels like it's a pretty short letter. Yeah. Um, but I want to point out one thing as we as we're getting into it. Uh, in in Colossians one, at the very beginning, we were talking about in the in- introduction mm-hmm. uh, message. In one nine, and one ten, mm-hmm. Paul's kind of given this. You know, he's th- he's thanking the people of Colossae, mm-hmm. and he says. Um, for this reason, since this is uh, verse nine, for this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased. Mm-hmm. praying for you and asking that you'd be filled with the knowledge of God's will and all his spiritual wisdom and understanding. So he's saying, we've not stopped praying for you. And then in 10, he says, so that you would lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. So he, he focuses on two things there, two, a lot of things, but two primary right. things is that, hey, I haven't stopped praying for you guys yep. so that you'll lead lives worthy of, of Christ. Mm-hmm. So then when we begin today's... Uh, section in in chapter four verses two and verses five you're going to see two things that he's focused on again as he's closing the letter like as he's saying all right right before i get to all my friends i want to say two things and these are commands like where he was saying this is what i've been doing for you so that you'll have these things i'm going to end the letter now by saying devote yourself to prayer right devote yourself to prayer and then verse five conduct yourselves wisely right it's just right back to what he he was praying for them i think it highlights Paul, just like Jesus, being where Jesus gives teachings to his disciples of things that he was doing, mm-hmm. you know, and the way that he lived. And Paul does the same thing. Like, I'm doing these things. I'm mm-hmm. not telling you to do things I'm not doing, um, which is just great. I love, you know, how we can have that as a great example for mm-hmm. us as, you know, even as leaders in the church for us. Like, we're, yeah, we're teaching things, but we should be living it out right. <laughs> like Paul was. Mm-hmm. You know, he was unceasing in prayer. So, yeah, you know, we should be. And it feels enough. 
so for those of you who, who I want you to go back to eastridge.church slash Colossians, and you can go listen to all the messages. You can listen to East messages, mm-hmm. you can listen to South messages. Um, and one of the things that I love about your preaching style, Gary, it feels like Paul. Like you go, here's, here's my, here's what I want for you guys. Here's what I want for you. And then you end, then you go, now, now do this, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Pray without ceasing and conduct yourselves like you should. Um, and I love that. That's uh, very clear and clear. Appreciate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, what what any verses that popped out at you guys as you were kind of things that really rested on your heart? You know, I, I think four two. Um, I mean, I love this whole section to be honest. You mm-hmm. know, like I said, it's one of those sections, especially at the end. If, if you you read and you hear these names, but if you go back and you look and think about it, what these people are doing, and like Kurt talked about the community, maybe you said that Trey that they had, but four two where he talks about devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and thankful heart and pray for us too, that God will give us many opportunities to speak about the mysterious plan concerning Christ. I, you know, I read that and sometimes I am good at praying and sometimes I'm not. And sometimes I'm devoted to prayer and sometimes I'm not. But even, even that, sometimes my devotion to prayer is for me. Mm. And when I read this, like I, I immediately felt conviction about, Man, I need to be praying for opportunities and and to share the, uh, the gospel opportunities for people I know that are lost that that I could reach them. I don't know that that mm-hmm. that part when I was reading that section because when we were going over this, we thought about that just being one section of mm-hmm. that we would have a message. And, I, and we thought, no, this whole thing goes together. But anyway, that was my right. first thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I really like verse six. Um, Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt. I just like the imagery there. And, mm-hmm. That our conversation sort of seasoned with grace, seasoned with the salt of grace. Um, and I make this point in the message this week of just, it's not that we always talk about grace, but that grace is in everything we talk mm-hmm. about, that grace is in every conversation for life. It's just how we speak. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we speak graciously, gracefully mm-hmm. um, in Christ. And that's, that's a challenge to do. Yeah. That's a challenge to do. And um, that's really, uh, yeah, it's just been a lot on my heart and mind this week of like, man, my conversation full of grace, because it's not always, mm. um, can be full of sarcasm or whatever, but is it full of grace? And so just, um, yeah, I love the verse and I love the challenge of it. And just thinking about, especially in, in how we talk to those who don't know Jesus, right. you know? Mm-hmm. um, like our conversation is a big part of that and the way that we carry ourselves and the way that we we speak and live our lives in prayer being a huge yeah. part of that as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think it all goes together. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've heard, um, what is the uh, kind of uh, Christian bumper sticker <laughs> type thing where it's like, um, oh, go go and go and re- go and save the lost. Uh, go, wait, goes, uh, go and share the gospel. And if necessary, use words. Okay, yeah. Something like that. Like, right, yeah, go yeah. and share the gospel if necessary. Use words. I thought you were going to say, I'm a Christian, but I cuss a little. Because <laughs> that's one too. Because <laughs> I'm always like, that's funny, but. That's, no, the, like, that's, no. that's the people from East Campus. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but in that whole yeah, like yeah. idea of uh, actions speak louder than words and all that. But I like in, in, right. in five, what he says though is conduct yourselves wisely. Right. So that's actions. Mm-hmm. And then he goes right into, and then let your speech right. be seasoned with salt. There's prayer, there's actions, there's Gracious. words. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So they, they have to line up, right? Like the words that we say, they have to be graceful yeah. and full of seasoned with salt, meaning you want people to hear them, right? <laughs> like they're not, mm. don't be uh, dodgy or yeah. whatever. And I think it should be a challenge for us even to find ways of 
being able to engage in all sorts of conversation. Right. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. as Paul talks about that, even like making the most of every opportunity, even the word wisdom, um, it can mean like being able to really having having that kind of mindset, like being able to adapt to your circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, right. As I was looking into the the way the, the Greeks use that word, that, that had that part of it, like being able to adapt to your circumstances. So it's like have the ability as a Christian, pray for this and seek right. this out and learn to be able to converse with people in any situation and mm-hmm. to let it, you know, even lend itself towards being able to share Christ with them. You know, right. I think it's a great challenge for yeah, us. Yeah, and I think, you know, more than anything, what I want to communicate is your prayers matter. Yeah. Like they were, it's not just our prayers, it's not mm-hmm, just yeah. Pastor Scott's mm-hmm. prayer. Your prayers matter. Your prayers for lost people matter. Mm-hmm. Your, yep. your thinking about how to communicate to them. It matters. Mm-hmm. It matters. I'm not going to be able to reach your friends. You, you know, Kurt, you're not going to be able to reach everybody's friend. But you've got somebody like you talked. You, you talked about that doesn't know Christ. That you pray about and you think about how you can talk yeah. to them. And and really that we do have these opportunities to make an eternal impact. And and that Christ is counting on us. Mm-hmm. And that's that's yeah. where I feel the conviction that the, and and the good news is that we can do it. Paul says, "Hey, it's right here. You pray, you look for opportunities, you think about your speech, and be wise, and and yeah. I, that it's available, it's there, mm-hmm. and you don't." And we're going to read that next section that you don't have to be a pastor. These are just regular people <laughs> yeah. making yeah. a difference. Yeah, yeah, I love that thought too because I know we're not even that application. I'm sorry, yet, yeah, that's great. This it's good. so good to think like because uh, there's probably people that we all know that you just think it's just hard to talk to them. Right, mm-hmm. they're going to bring up politics or they're going to bring right. up right. something. I don't want sports or I don't know how to talk about this or whatever it mm-hmm. is. But I love that thought of yeah. like prayerfulness too and just being willing, I guess. Like being willing to, if you know someone and love someone and right. know that they don't know the Lord, be willing to get into their world at least enough that you can converse with them and talk to them mm-hmm. where they're at. You know what I mean? I think Jesus with the woman at the well, like mm-hmm. being able to have a conversation with somebody that's so different mm-hmm. um, and still be interesting and knowledgeable and mm-hmm. gracious and kind yeah and and truthful and truthful right. at That's the right. same time yes. sometimes right. we yes. might hear the you know season your words with salt or, or be gracious right. in your speech and think oh well i've got to got to placate everybody Water be nice down. to everybody right. yeah. it's like well you want to be nice to everybody sure but you you would want the winsomeness of Christ to be seen, not yeah. oh, I'm just nice to everybody. Oh, that's a nice guy. Right. <laughs> well, that's no good. That didn't help yeah. anything. I mean, you're nice to him, but if you're truthful, because that's that's the harder thing to do, right? To be gracious when someone opposes you, to mm-hmm. be kind to your enemy, right? To love your right. enemy, mm-hmm. uh, to someone to to come up to you with a, a completely different political perspective and be so dogmatic in it, and you're like, now what are we going to talk about? Right. How, how do I just not go get away? Right. You're you're wrong or you're wrong or whatever yeah. instead of hearing somebody out, listening to them and mm-hmm. being gracious. Yep. So anyway, I would like to think that's what Paul did, but we're not real sure. Paul's a <laughs> Paul's an interesting character. Yeah, so. I think Acts 17 is a good example. It is Paul. a good example. Well, in Athens, yeah, he's in Athens, and it's a different world. It's different. I mean, he's he knows, but he's in this weird place, and he speaks their language, so to speak. We don't mm-hmm. have to get into mm-hmm. it. But go read Acts 17. It's a great <laughs> example of this. Of a different apologetic approach to yes. that group than to a different group. And to right. the Jews in the synagogues, right? He was going to totally do it different. differently. Yeah. Season it with grace. Yeah. Well, you know, let's talk about some of these names before we like answer some of the questions. <laughs> okay. Because I do, and, yeah. and I was telling these guys earlier, um, I, I'm not good at pronouncing the names. I mean, I love some big words and I, I love, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, but I just have a hard time with some of these names. When I was in college, uh, my... Bible professor, Mr. McKinney, if he didn't like you, he'd make you read passages like this. So he'd watch you, watch you butcher names. Anyway, so Trey, go for it. Frank and Bill and, yeah. you know, 
Um, Call him Ty. So Ty, yeah, in verse seven, Tychicus, Tychicus, Tychicus. I go Tychicus. Tychicus. Okay. I don't know. So he's apparently the guy who brings the letter. Is that right? And more than likely, at least what most commentators say is, when you brought the letter, then you're probably the one who was reading the letter. Maybe. Might have just been a good orator, good reader. I don't know. That's right. Like Stephanie. We always use Stephanie. <laughs> That's true. That is something. true. You yeah. would be the one. <laughs> um, and he comes with Onesimus. Mm-hmm. And we learned about him. We talked about him. A little being bit. Yeah. yeah. The runaway slave. Right. slave of Philemon. Right. Philemon. 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 <laughs> Whole letter written about this. Yep. In, in the book. And, uh, and so we know, let's see, um, Arist, in verse 10, Arist. Aristarchus. Aristarchus. That's right. a good one. I would, he's he's in prison with mm-hmm. Paul, it looks like. Mm-hmm. That's a strong statement, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Fellow prisoner. Yeah. Fellow prisoner. Strong statement. Uh, and that would be that'd be a Jewish name, as mm-hmm. well as Mark, the cousin Mark. of Barnabas. Mm-hmm. I can get those two guys. Um, Jewish guy. Then G, I guess it's just Jesus, who is called Justice, Justice. or Eustace or mm-hmm. something. He greets you. So that's a group of, of uh, Jews, Jewish, Jewish people guys. that's with him. Yep. Um, then in verse 12, we get Epaphras, Epaphras, mm-hmm. Epaphras, yeah. Who we it looks like um, he's he gets a good title here. He's one of you, so he's from Colossae. Mm-hmm. He's a servant of Christ Jesus or a slave of Christ Jesus. He greets you. He's probably the pastor mm-hmm. yeah. in that area, the guy that seems to have brought the gospel to them. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, from, maybe yeah, from Paul and back in chapter one. Yeah, and that one Epaphras. statement about him says he prays hard for you. He prays, he wrestles. <sighs> yeah, he prays, yeah. Yes. He contends. I love it, man. Like. And that's what that's how it's hard work, but it's prayer, right? Yeah, you know, I love that thought. Yeah, and he calls Epaphras. I like this too. He calls Epaphras a, ser- a servant or a slave. Calls him mm. a slave. Mm-hmm. He calls the slave a, a dear brother, right? And he calls Epaphras a slave. Mm. Yeah, back There's to our thoughts from last week. Irony. In I that, just right? love it. And yeah. the, you know, and by the way, Epaphras and Timothy—the only two guys that Paul calls other than himself a slave to Christ—he calls Epaphras and Timothy mm-hmm. two pastors. How about that? And mm-hmm. himself. And then, so and also, just for you guys who, you know. You want to tell your wife, no, nah, wrestling's in the Bible, man. Wrestling's in there. <laughs> wrestling's in the Bible. In verse 12, Epaphras, he's wrestling in <laughs> prayers on your behalf and mm-hmm. that you may stand mature, fully assured in everything that God wills. And that's mm-hmm. a beautiful statement. Uh, probably the most convicting thing for me in here yeah. was the way in which Epaphras prays for mm-hmm. his people. Um, that is, yeah. yeah. And, the, and he ends it in verse 13 saying, uh, and he has worked hard for you. Yeah. Yes. And from the commentaries I read, maybe you guys have a different perspective, but that working hard was the actual prayer. That's what I think. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's what he means. Mm. Isn't that crazy? This dude's just sweating right. in prayer. I mean, I'm telling you, it's a amazing statement. and convicting. Yeah. It really is. Like, I don't know that I've ever gotten up from praying and thought, boy, I'm exhausted from work. I, I worked like, hard. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's some conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, he also, let's see, he's worked hard for you and those in Laodicea and in Hierapolis. 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 Were, which were neighboring cities, right? Very close cities. About that. Yep. Verse 14, Luke, I got that. He was the doctor. And Demas, they also say hello. We learn more about Demas in Second uh, Timothy. Second Timothy. Not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Demas ends up leaving. Yeah. We're not real sure if he leaves the faith yeah, or right. if he just right. leaves, leaves the Paul, ministry, leaves Paul, yeah. something happens. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it says he loves it. the world <laughs> in Second yeah. Timothy. That's what he says. He, yes. he left because he loves yes. the world. Yeah. So. Kind of interesting. And Paul's so in the Bible twice. That's right. <laughs> One good one. Back. Yeah. Luke, Luke, guy who wrote Luke, guy who wrote Acts, um, is a doctor known yep. as one of the greatest. I mean, even scholars who aren't Christians consider Luke to be 
maybe the greatest historian of antiquity. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way and the accuracy in which he writes, mm-hmm. which is amazing. He's one of Paul's companions. Yeah. Um, so Luke and Mark are cool both guy. mentioned, yeah. both of whom wrote gospels. Mm-hmm. So that's these. Are, I mean, these are, these are like these are regular guys. There's some huge names and yes. some, but names yeah. we know. Right. Right. Like, names. Oh, we know yeah. these guys. Uh, and then let's let's don't forget. I mean, at the, at the end, he's talking now to his brothers and sisters in Laodicea, and he says, and to Nympha, mm-hmm. who ha- led a house church. Has house a church leader. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and I know we've we've had some conversations, you know, recently about the role of of women in the church, and particularly at Eastridge, Ridge, as we're trying to discern what Scripture is saying. Um, and here we have what's pretty clear: uh, this would be. A house church that Nympha led. Take it or leave it. Um, she is leading the house church. I mean, now, I, I don't know if it, it I, what I was reading was that more than likely for that to be the case, because uh, he doesn't make it unusual. He doesn't like go, oh, guys, you're not going to believe this. But right. <laughs> Nympha's leading this house church, that she probably either was a widow or unmarried, mm-hmm. or else he would have been, he would potentially have named the husband or them well. together. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought that interesting. Yeah. That, you know, she was leading the house church. But, yeah, that's awesome. And let's see, did we get everybody? Art. Archippus. Oh yeah, that's a what a weird thing in verse seventeen. Archippus. Archippus. And say to this guy, Archippus, see that you complete the task that you've received. In it the makes Lord. you wonder: was he wavering? <laughs> so what was going on with him? Yeah. Um, some commentators think he was a, a pastor or trying mm-hmm. to like, and he was trying to maybe leave that role or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe who knows? Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, could have been any. Some talking even, about getting called out. Uh, <laughs> tell this man to finish what you started. You know, <laughs> maybe he was just like re- rebuilding an old car or something, mm-hmm. and he just didn't want to finish it. Like, <laughs> that was his Paul's task. Like, tell him to finish. Yeah, I think Paul does it one other time. <laughs> says something similar to that to someone. I can't remember now where it's at, but it maybe to Timothy. He tells Timothy to fan into flame right. the gift God's given you. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of that. I don't the know task that's you were given. You, he calls it the task or yeah. the duty, mm-hmm. but duty. But here's a. Uh, with Archippus or whatever his name is, um, some some said uh, here's what I, here's what Garland said in his commentary that Paul was not afraid in any of his letters to go. This guy's got something to do, and all of you hold him accountable. Yeah, right. Like, it was that. like yeah. that accountability wasn't this hidden thing. It was community. It was community. Right. It was expected. This yeah. is what you did, and he let everybody know. Hey, if he's not wrestling for you mm. in the spirit and <laughs> prayer. Y'all get on it. There is so much to be learned about Christian community in those 10 verses right there. They're mm. really, I mean, yeah. we, it's just, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah, and then and then Paul ends, and, and most uh, most commentators would agree that in verse 18, it's Paul now himself. Right. With his hands probably bound together. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, is Timothy's, he's probably, Seems like Timothy probably wrote it. Probably Timothy writing it. Maybe Luke or someone else. But yeah, he says him and Timothy in verse one. Hey, give me that pen. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. hey, give me that. Mm-hmm. I'm fixing to sign. This, these are my people, man. Right. These are my guys and some on yeah. and gals. And I'm gonna, you know. And he Gives just says, Jan, "John Hancock, with my own hand." He says, "Remember my chains and grace be with you." And the beautiful thing I think that is, and all of this where he says to pray and cease, don't cease. To, he doesn't say, "Hey, pray that I get out of prison." Right. Actually, he says, "Pray that I'll be more clear with the yeah. gospel." Right. He pray says, that, "Pray that doors would be opened," but it's like for the word, right? For the right. word, yeah. Does that mean that I get up? Maybe. Well, like Philippians, he does say, "Like I'd love to get out," yeah. but people are coming to know Jesus while I'm here, and that's really awesome. Right. You know what I mean? So it's kind of this back and forth. He just gets it. Paul gets it, man. Yeah. It's like I don't need to get out for the gospel to move, and 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 our yeah. our you're talking about Luke as the historian as the last verse of Acts, uh, so Acts 28, whatever it is, yeah. 20 or something like that. At the last verse, you know, it says. 
And it's like commentary on Paul. It's just sort of a dot, dot, He's dot. like, hey, and he stayed in that house arrest mm-hmm. for two years, but the gospel went forth unhindered. Right. Yeah. I love the unhindered. Yeah. And mm. it really is like an ellipsis at the end, like yeah. dot, dot, dot. And it will continue to go yeah, it's just going. forward unhindered. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Man, this is good stuff. Any of those guys, any names y'all want to jump into? Or did we kind of cover most of them there? Uh, any backstory you might know or or hearsay? Joseph Justice, anybody got anything on him? I, I didn't, I couldn't find anything on Joseph. Joseph Justice. Justice. I mean, Jesus Justice. No, that was like a band name from the eighties. Uh, no, Mark. I mean, I, I was, gonna, I was gonna say, I mean, Mark, Mark's, and he he mentions Mark, and he does it again in Timothy. Mark's not there, but he does like, or or, or yeah, as he says, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. Um, so Mark was someone that he had a dispute with, mm-hmm. right. you know, earlier, like in the Book of Acts, and now he's he's back, and he's part of. I don't know. It's just an, a simple little thing of. Conflict resolution obviously happened in there, and mm-hmm. it's super cool. And church is the church, and we yeah. love each other. And Paul loved Mark, even though he disagreed with him at times. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, mad enough to tell him, "You, you go your way." Yeah, right. Like they split up in Acts, and mm-hmm. so interesting. So that's a cool one. No, I, I was I didn't have one in particular. You know what I have grown to love about this passage? What I already said that these were ordinary people, mm-hmm. and they sold out for the gospel. I mean, they were they were in chains, wrestling of prayer. They were they were you know. They were being the church yep. and just a powerful picture of, you know, what happens that, you know, we talk about the gospel going forth and, and it's through the power of gospel, but it takes people willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. willing to sell out for it. And yeah. just a, a great uh, picture of people doing that. Mm. That is good. And I guess it could remind us then of really the whole purpose of the letter and uh, one uh, Colossians 1, 20, 27. Um, when he says, you know, this is the mystery, which is Christ in mm-hmm. you, the hope of glory in whom we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone in all wisdom so that we may yeah. present everyone mature in Christ. For this, I toil and I struggle. Mm. Like this is just all that that imagery again of right. really it's 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 tough. It's hard work. It's yeah. it's worth it in the end when you you know get all this. Um, but the thing that they all have in common, although they're Greek and some are Jews and some are uh converts and some kind of grew up in the Jewish faith and now are believing Christ and some are, you know, doctors and slaves right. and, yeah. and, 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 all and church yeah. females and, yeah. Widow. and all yeah. of that together they have in common is that they all are in Christ mm-hmm. and Christ is in them mm-hmm. and not, none of it is individual. It's all right. y'all mm-hmm. together, we together. I love it. Yep. Well, do you want to talk about then some, uh, some of these discussion questions? Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> Y'all are a bit like, we have to. Do we have to do I mean, this? we know we're like, going to, so we, we're gonna. We, <laughs> we pour our guts out each week. Um, so three questions today, if you're following along at home um, in your small group or you're just your family, uh, just take a minute, let the question rest, and then push pause if you want. You guys answer it and then see how we answer it. <laughs> Here we go. First question, what opportunities do you see in your prayer life? We're talking about the opportunities. What opportunities do you see in your prayer life? I guess, do we mean like <laughs> to to pray better or just like opportunities that prayer has afforded us? I think any of it probably would be. I guess is what I'm be, wondering. Would, I have, I'm going to jump in. Kirk. Yeah, go ahead. And, sorry. When I've thought about it, I've been thinking about opportunities of praying for lost people, mm. of yeah. spending more time doing that. Uh, asking God to open doors uh, to soften hearts, um, 
quit thinking that it's about me, mm-hmm. you know, or that it's on me. And it it's on me to be available and it's on me to be around lost people. Um, but I've just been spending a lot of time praying um, for for these guys. You know, we, we mm-hmm. did Who's Your One and, and, I've, and I've got some guys that, um, you know, I've been witnessing to. And it's, it's honestly, it's been a slow go. Mm-hmm. It's been a slow go. Uh, one has flat out told me no um, a couple of times when I've talked about the Lord, talked about coming to church. Another guy's come a couple of times, but just really not um, in any place to where the Lord's leading him anywhere. Uh, and so instead of me like, what more do I, you know, before it'd be like, what do I need to do? I need, I just need to pray for him mm-hmm. and, 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 and still be available, be with them. And, and I am, I, uh, so anyway, that's what I got. I, that's what I think when I think of the opportunity, opportunity to pray for lost people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, really, the word devotion jumps out at me and where Paul says that just be devoted to prayer. Um, mm-hmm. continue steadfastly in other translations, mm-hmm. same, whatever, mm-hmm. same word. Um, just the, the consistency of it, persistence in prayer. And again, like Epaphras wrestling, yeah, <laughs> working hard in prayer. And for the and church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the church. And yeah, I'm a pastor. And that's convicting that, you know, I want to be, and God has, I will say God has graciously helped me to grow in this area um, of praying, but I'm still like, there are so many days that I just think, Man, I, I didn't pray enough today. I didn't think about Me the too. Lord enough or, or too, other man. people and needs yeah. or my mm-hmm. wife or wh- whatever. It, right. yeah, like I didn't pray enough, and uh, and I should. And at least I, I feel, one, that's a conviction, but at the same time I'm encouraged that the Lord has more and more allowed me to see the deficiency of it mm-hmm. and to continue to bring me back to simple little passages like this sure. of just be devoted to prayer. Mm-hmm. And how much of the Christian life is, is just that, like mm-hmm. that, that we're missing because we miss that. I think, okay, the Ephesians 6 passage of putting on the armor of God, mm-hmm. he ends it with, and pray. Mm-hmm. And I think just like the work in this passage is the prayer, I think that's the point of the armor. Mm-hmm. Like when I read that passage, like he, he does all the armor and you think you would say, and then fight. Right. right? Yeah. Says, but what he pray. says is, and then pray. You got yeah. the armor on, now mm-hmm. you can pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the point. It's oh, like man. you armor up so that you can be mm-hmm. an effective, powerful prayer yeah. in this world. I think um, part of it for me is... is uh, really un, like taking prayer seriously, yeah. like what's happening in that moment. Uh, for a long time in my life, it, and these, I think these are okay, riding down the, you know, riding down the road praying. Like, sure. I think that's great. That's conversation, mm-hmm. dialogue with God. It's wonderful. But having those moments where you pull away and you change your posture, you, know, right. you kneel and you, you like humble yourself. Like that's a real thing's happening when yeah. you're, when your physical posture changes, mm-hmm. like you're, you're taking a pot and you could still be dumb and, Flippant, but do that on your knees. Right, it's harder. Right? Like, that's yeah. harder. That's right. right, yeah. That's and so, uh, yeah. just changing my posture has helped. Um, it's really softening my softening my heart. Uh, realizing what's happening, I'm in the presence of the yeah. King, and I want to bow before Him. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the areas where I feel uh, weak is, man, with my I'm just terrible at praying with my family. Like that's just not been a, a normal thing for us. I mean, we pray, but not like. Right. We don't have Bible study and prayer together like people probably think pastors' kids do. Um, ask my kids; they'd be like, "No, nah, we've really done that." I mean, we he tried a few times, but uh, we didn't. Um, but I think you know, taking just opportunities. Sure. Like we're having a meal together. 
we let's pray for them. This is an easy, right. easy one, guys. This is easy. Captive audience. <laughs> just jump in. Yeah. It's not a problem. Yeah. No one at the table is going to go, oh, man. <laughs> right? It's like, just just do it. Just go with it. Um, yeah, be an opportune. Yeah. So I think I see those opportunities, certainly for me, and I, I, wanna, I don't want to miss them. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's case, kind of what he's saying. Any other things in your prayer? I mean, I I have one more. I, I think in the evening, it's easy for me to say the Lord's Prayer and go to bed. Mm. I, like, it's good morning, noon, right. but at evening, it's finally like, oh, man, this is my time, right? It's like, oh, yeah. just, just chill. Um, and so I've got this thing I've been trying to do. Uh, it's it's old, it's ancient. Uh, St. Ignatius, St. Ignatius, uh, it's called the Examine. Uh, that's an old way of spelling it here, but if you were looking it up online, it'd be E-X-A-M-E-N. But anyway, it's just, it's centering, it's five quick steps. You can do it on your fingers. I think it's why it works is you just center yourself and go, mm-hmm. remember, remember that God, he's still present. Like, don't, yeah. don't go to bed without remembering he's still present. Right. Um, then thank him for something that happened that day. There's something to be thankful for That's that right. day. If we miss that, we can go to bed angry or frustrated or whatever. Find something. Yeah. Give him, give him gratitude. Then kind of just review the day. What what brought me joy? Maybe where did I where did I fall into sin? Like re, re, examine that. And then the fourth one is then turn to God. Like whatever that was, thank Him, give Him praise yeah. for it, or repent. You know, clear the conscience, reconcile with God. And the last one is really look forward. Like, hey, I'm going to bed, but can't wait for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What God has in store for me. Right. And it may sound like a it's not a heavy task. Like you could do that pretty quickly. Um, but that's something that I'm that I'm trying to do and have, haven't been real successful at it yet, but yeah. it's something I think would help. <laughs> uh, yeah, and even just the <laughs> sort of the attitudes that Paul names in that prayer, right, in Colossians 3 or 4 there where he says, be be devoted, but he says, be watchful and thankful. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of like, how do we pray with watchfulness and thankful? Watchfulness being just like alertness, awareness, mm-hmm. you know, of I think generally that word is used with like a, awareness of unseen reality. Like prayer is deeper than we understand and it's more mm-hmm. powerful than we recognize and because things around us are happening that are, are real more real like you talked about this a couple of weeks ago like this is realer than real like right. this is the real world mm-hmm. the real life and there's spiritual warfare going on and like when jesus tells his disciples to watch with me while he prays in the garden like mm-hmm. that's spiritual warfare happening in that garden and he's like watch so man they, that part of it like that that opportunist and mm-hmm. and just the um man and being thankful Right, I like right. the gratitude part because mm-hmm. that, yeah, um, that's the most common command in this book, by the way. In seven times, seven times he sneaks thankfulness <laughs> in there a lot. We haven't really talked about we it. Really, no, I we know haven't. it's <laughs> honestly the major theme of the book, mm. other than Christ in you. It's mm. thankfulness, huh. and because he keeps peppering it in there. Like yeah. there's there's a part in chapter three where it's three straight verses, thankful, and man, like so much, and it's a prisoner saying that. Right. Yeah, know? yeah. We and, um, anyway, just. Well, in Pray regards like to that. prayer, you know, the one thing the enemy doesn't want us to do is pray. Oh, um, yeah. I'm just telling you, that's the one thing. And so yeah. it, it is it is the catalyst for everything else. And so if he can get us not to pray, then there's really nothing to be watchful for. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can, and it diminishes your thankfulness too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so that's one of the things I was thinking that if you want to just, like I always think of just simplifying thing, if you want to do one thing, mm-hmm. Start praying. Mm-hmm. Start just start praying. Take the, the yeah. five finger tray out. You can watch mm-hmm. this and get it again, or get on your knees and say, you know, I'm going to make a commitment to pray yeah. 
and I'm going to be more devoted to prayer, and then watch and see what the Lord does. Mm-hmm. There have been so many times that I've done something, I've just been frustrated with something, and then finally, like, well, I'm going to pray about this, and then I'll pray about it, and I'll, sw- I'll watch God move, and I'm like, this prayer thing works. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. This thing's work. It's crazy. <laughs> Man, did you see that? And and I want to see that more. Yeah. yeah. But I, to see that more, I've got I've got to be devoted to prayer. Yeah. Quick story. Yesterday, um, I don't say any names, but yesterday there's a there's a young lady and she's been having trouble with her eye. Mm-hmm. Um, to go to church here and said she like lost vision completely. Like this was a danger for her and she did lose vision completely. Went to the doctor yesterday. Um, I don't know if it was while she was there. I don't know, but I do know this. We prayed for her myself and a couple others and we prayed specifically for. Her. I asked her about it last night and she's like, yeah, it just came back and the doctor was confused. Um, I was like, that's pretty cool. I don't know. Like, that's just awesome. <laughs> right. I'm not saying it's because of me. I don't no, no. know. I'm just saying God's on awesome. That's right. And right. at least it gives you encouragement yeah. to go, man, he I cares. love prayer. Yeah. And it's so amazing that God yeah. is good like mm. that. And um, anyway, just yeah. cool. And really we, cool. maybe we maybe we make it harder than it is, too. I agree. Right? Like, we think, oh, I don't know how to pray. I can't do that or whatever. You can talk to somebody. Right. You can have a conversation. But they're not there. Well, yes, yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. This person, right. he's mm-hmm. definitely there. Um, quick story too. I had a, a friend of mine, Mike Fincher, actually, he used to go to church, you know, mm-hmm. with us. Um, we were talking on the phone and I was just sharing some stuff with him. He's like, man, all right. And he said, I'm gonna pray for you. And I, oh, that's great. Thanks. You know, <laughs> all right, we'll talk to you later. And, uh, he didn't, he didn't hang up the phone. Like he, he threw his phone down and it didn't hang up. And I heard him praying for me as he was driving down the road. Oh, he meant loud. To, he didn't know this. Yeah. He didn't know. <laughs> right. He didn't know. Was just, <laughs> yeah. The okay. line was open. He's, he was just praying. And I was like, man. When I tell somebody I want to pray for them, like that convict, I was like, when I say, "Hey man, I'm praying for you," right. I'm going to pray for, I'm to pray yeah. for you. <laughs> I have learned I have to do it immediately because I do forget. Yeah. I, I have, and yeah. that stinks, and I don't ever want it. But I've I've tried to be a little bit more disciplined. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I say I will. I just need to do it. And yeah, yeah. I, a, a friend the other day, I called him up. And we were we were actually going to work through some conflict resolution. We had some reconciliation to do. He says, "Hey man, do you mind if we pray before we start?" And I'm like. I don't really pray with people over the phone. Like that's, <laughs> I've never thought, oh, well, yeah, that's normal now though. And he goes, yeah, so you just started praying. <laughs> and it was like, that changed yeah. the rest changed of the conversation. The sure, sure. Right? It wasn't like, hey, let me tell you what you did wrong. And that you helps wrong. your conversation be seasoned with grace, doesn't yes. it? Not? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that's, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. So prayer definitely connects us with the divine. It gives us mm-hmm. um, abilities to do the things he's telling us to do anyway. Um, if not, it would just be a bunch of commands and actions. But if it's not, Mm-hmm. All of this in prayer without ceasing, like you said at the beginning, um, it'd be hard to do, wouldn't it? Yeah, we should do a series on prayer. <laughs> hey, we next, should pray next more. year. Hold us to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> next I year. love it though, man. It's so good because yeah. I struggle with it. Mm-hmm. So we started this uh, discussion question with, "What do we really mean by that?" And we've just spent about twenty-five minutes talking <laughs> yeah. about. Before we started, we were like, "This one's yeah. going to be shorter." <laughs> Never mind. Well, Shake, the second, shaking his head over there. Yeah, the second question then is, in what ways could you be wiser? In the way that you live, so this is going to be more of the lifestyle, the actions, um, and, and yours would be the unwavering witness. Um, what ways could you be wise in the way that you live so that you can live on mission? I'll give an example of a way I'm trying to be um, over the last year. So I've just had that conviction too, like you were saying about just we're um, really having more opportunities to speak because being a pastor, we live in a little bit of a bubble, a bubble sometimes, and like. You know, we're mostly around Christians. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just the truth of it. And so sometimes I'm like, man, I want to be in the community a little bit more. So anyway, something I try to do, I say try to do, I'm not always great at it, but at least once a week, I try to go to like bread and butter or local or something and just work and just sit in there. Um, and it has afforded me opportunity. So then I can't just go do it. I Like I have to do it and think like I want to be opportune while I'm here too. Mm-hmm. Whether it's just somebody I know that I get to see and just talk to them or it's somebody I don't know. And that's mm-hmm. happened as well that 
I just get to have conversations and try to meet people and, you know, how you doing? I, you know, usually that will come up, what do you do? And then you get to talk mm-hmm. about life and faith and stuff like that. So that's just a little practical thing that I've tried to be better at. And it's been fun, actually. It's a lot of fun to, to make that a goal, I guess. And, you know, mm-hmm. not just be in the church office all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just something simple, I guess. Yeah, that's real good. We're taking advantage of the opportunities. Yeah. You know, when my kids were younger, we we had them uh, to link us with lost people, school, ball, yeah. uh, things like that. Oh, just naturally. Yes, like just yes. And so it's not like they were going and finding lost yes. people. No, but <laughs> just, you just, you know, used around lost people. Like you said, <laughs> yeah. for, for our world, it's different. We, you know, everybody we work with is is, is a Christian, is a Christ follower. We're trying and to get a few more of yes, them on staff there's, safe. Yes, there's <laughs> a some that are questionable. Um, but, and so... You know, I've been trying to place myself in those same situations. Uh, You know, I joined a gym where I'm around lost people, um, love those guys and love being there and just being more mindful when I walk in, uh, like uh, honestly to pray, to to, to pray and say, you know, let me be a light, pray for these two guys specifically that, you know, I want to see come to Christ. But just where where I, so I do that pretty well. Where Mm -hmm. I struggle is, is in my day-to-day task focusing on the task so much that I miss the person yeah. who needs help and you know, they need the Lord and I, and, and I'll, I'll catch myself and I'm like, I'm not here at Walmart to be at Walmart. I'm here at Walmart because this person needed me to pray for him, you know, mm-hmm. you know and I, but sometimes I'll miss it. Yeah. And so just slowing down, mm-hmm. maybe a good thing, yeah. uh, focusing and try to remember where he talks about, you know, just being wise and being on mission, realizing that, yeah, you might be at the ball field, but that may not be the reason why you're at the ball field. Right. Or right. you might be at the grocery store, but that might not be the reason why you're at the Ball's grocery store. Ball's in prison, but exactly. that ain't yeah, the reason yeah, you're yeah, in the right? exactly. yeah, so, that, that That's the, the part that's that good. I need to, to work on and do better because I am so task-oriented sometimes. Mm-hmm. I like to you know to, to, to feel accomplishment, and, and I just need to slow down and think, there are people here, I'm here for a reason, mm-hmm. and, and to be praying about those situations as well. Man, that's that's real good. And if you're in Walmart, you need to pray for everybody. That's right. In there. Including yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> While you're in there. I need the patience. Um, for me, it'd definitely be the bus- busyness. Uh, if I want to pray without ceasing, I have to have, I need margin to, to, to be mindful all the time. And if I'm going from meeting to meeting or task to task, it's hard to slow, uh, how Scott put it? Uh, hard for your spirit, your spirit to catch up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're running, you're running, mm-hmm. you're running. You're like, hey, slow down, slow down. Yeah, be mindful of, of uh, the divine. So, mm-hmm. I think that's for me is just slowing down. Last one. All right. It feels weird because it's like the last one of the whole series. Oh, that's so, right. Uh, Make it easy. <laughs> How do you pronounce <laughs> Tychicus? <laughs> okay. no. Number three. Um, what may need, okay, this is easy. What may need to be removed from your life uh, in order for you to be more faithful, devoted, and thankful in prayer? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I, I mean, instantly you think about just the way we use technology these days. And right. like hey, that, wait one second. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, I don't know how many times I'm sitting reading my word or. Your word? My word. (laughs) Reading the word, reading my Bible, um, praying, and got my phone there, and it goes off. You you should check it out or something. I don't know. Just little distractions. It's so cliche, I know, but it's so true, and it's always in our pockets. Um, 
But if I had to go maybe a little deeper, I don't know. I'm trying to just think of a deeper way to answer that question as far as like what needs to be removed. I think about the the put off stuff from chapter two, three, whichever one, wherever we're, we're supposed to put off the old self, mm-hmm. right? Of like selfishness and you're, y'all were talking about like slowing down. I think that's part of that, mm-hmm. just that innate pride and need to accomplish mm-hmm. and do and achieve and all that kind of stuff. Um, for me, uh, yeah, it's probably a huge hindrance to prayer and a huge hindrance to thankfulness is just pride and feeling like, like I'm too busy, right? You know, or yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll read real quick and then I'm just going to go and I'll pray in the car or whatever versus like having more intentional time of just praying for things I know need to be lifted, people I know I need to lift up in prayer before I get going, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, sometimes I find myself praying on the go versus, and that's not bad to do. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be on the go, pray while you're going. Right. But, right. Um, but being a lot more intentional um, to set aside, like nobody ever, people always talk about, like, I haven't found the time. Nobody finds time. <laughs> right. Set aside time yeah. and be intentional with that. And I need to do that better. Mm-hmm. Um, and praying more consistently for others, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. right? Not just myself, mm-hmm. not just my own needs. Right. We need to pray for our needs. Absolutely. Jesus said to do that, but praying for other people. Yeah. Praying for other people makes your needs a lot less mm-hmm. right. needy. And you get more thankful. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and being thankful and Focused prayer. on somebody yeah. else. Yeah. Yep. You, to wrestle with God, I think that for me, the whole wrestling with God in, in a prayer, right. not like against him, praying, yeah. wrestling in the prayer and fighting for them in the heavenlies almost, you know, that kind of vibe. That doesn't happen in 15 seconds. No. Right? Like, you don't sucker punch God and walk away. Like, it's yeah. like, no, you you get in there and, and you... You know who's going to win the fight. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, man, turning this off and and just saying, okay, that's it. Uh, we're not... No no uh, Facebook vortex. I'm not going to scroll for the next hour. We're going to turn that off and do something that's much more divine and brings me closer to holiness to to presence of God and mm-hmm. to then to then walk in a way that's worthy of his calling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was echo on Kurt. Um I think I have to remove my agenda, which is really prideful. Mm-hmm. I mean it really is because I, I have these things that I think ought to be done that day and that's gonna dictate my day and somewhat rightfully so but not to the point where prayer is an afterthought or not at all, or it's rushed. Um, and it's very arrogant to think that my agenda is bigger than God's, um, but I can get there real easy. So, <laughs> so yep. that, that's what I think. I often think about Jesus being literally the busiest and most important person that's ever lived, who <laughs> constantly, mm-hmm. the gospel writers tell us, took time away yeah, right. to pray and yep. be, be with the Lord. So. Mm. Well, y'all, do you uh, you feel like we have done some justice to the book of Colossians? Yeah, Jesus called Jesus justice. Justice. Jesus justice. <laughs> Jesus justice. I think so. It's been yeah, fun. It's I been really, good. I have enjoyed this. Yep. And um, so we'll uh, we'll be pausing for the After Church podcast for a little while until we get back to our next, what we call Starred series, and that's going to be in uh, beginning in November. So we'll take a couple months. Can we tell them what series we're doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm excited say, about this Yeah, me too. too. I'm super pumped. Go for it. Yeah. Um, we're about to jump into starting next Sunday, October 2nd. Um, questions Jesus Asked. Um, it's a series about questions Jesus asked. Wait a minute, what? Uh, <laughs> we're really just walking through the Gospels and um, looking at different stories where Jesus asks a question. He does it a lot. He asks hundreds of yeah. questions in the Gospels. 
And we just picked out, I think, eight of them. And mm-hmm. um, so we're going to do that for a couple months. It's going to be, I'm really yeah, I'm excited super excited as well. Because, yeah. man, Jesus was a great question asker. Like, yeah. he, he asked questions that would cut <laughs> Penetrate, you. Penetrate, man. Boom. So and good. So There's... I'm excited about this series as well. Yeah. yeah. All right. So questions Jesus asked coming up October the 2nd. Mm-hmm. 2nd through November 20th. And, yep. Okay, yeah. And so then Eight right weeks. after that, we'll begin our Advent season. And we have a, a that's when we'll be back with the After Church podcast or some form of that. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Looking at uh, you know Christ coming into being incarnate, the incarnate Christ. <laughs> we'll have some more big fun. Baby work. Jesus. All right, man. Thank you guys so much, man, for being honest. Thanks for, thanks thanks for, for being thanks, with us. Thanks, yeah, guys. Thanks for doing this. Um, don't forget uh, eastridge.church backslash or slash Colossians. You'll get all the all the information, all the reading plans, everything we've done so far in Colossians, and um, that'll be uh, that that'll be up for. Uh, Ever ish, uh, you know, whenever <laughs> the interwebs say you got to go away. And if you have been uh, participating and you like uh, this kind of content, man, we really would like for you to uh, hit that like button and subscribe. And I don't know what all those YouTubers say, and but share it. It does help um, help with the algorithms because you know uh, not all the entities of the world like us talking about this kind of stuff. So it, sometimes it feels like it might get squashed down. Mm. So if you uh, if you are enjoying it, please do uh, share it with your friends on the digital webs. Yo, that's it. <laughs> Thanks, Trey. We're done. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, have man. a good one. Appreciate y'all.